All right, we are live for the Tuesday, April 12th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, on Monday and Tuesdays here, Mr. Big Marcel. Marcel, hey, what's going man. on, man? Everything good, man. How about you? Not bad. Um, well, you just dropped off, Marcel. Hopefully, you come back on. Uh, that's awkward. We just started the podcast, and now Marcel is not here. Um, yeah, it looks like there's some issues with YouTube today, guys, so hopefully that doesn't affect the, uh, the podcast because uh, we obviously want to go through these fights. Uh, Marcel is here. He just dropped off the channel. I don't know where he went, um, but he should come back in a second. But yeah, there's looks like there's like a global issue with YouTube today. So it's not just uh, me that's uh, having this. It's just like the sidebars down or something like that. So anyways, it won't affect today's show, but I don't know where Marcel just went. Where did this guy go? This is kind of awkward. Uh, he just was here. Let me message him again, guys. Uh, where are you? Where is this guy? There he is. All right, there he is. Joe, what's up, man? Got him in the chat. Marcel, what happened? You just dropped off back. Yeah, I just got kicked out. I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to try to do this. But again, there's an issue with YouTube right now. So hopefully it's, it's not a huge problem for the show. Anyways, we're going to break down UFC Vegas uh, 51, Marcel. Uh, mm -hmm. I almost like forgot which Vegas it was because we had the Columbus card and that didn't count <laughs> as one of these. And I almost yeah. forgot. But yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of changes to the card. There's a new fight added today. We do have odds for it. Uh, Angelusa is coming to the UFC. Fresh off his win over John Howard in ex-MMA. He's going to be taking on Lunar Lezez, the sniper, on Saturday. That's a short-notice fight. Should be a great fight. Um, but overall, I think we have 14 fights, right, Marcel? So what's your overall thoughts on the card? Um, yeah, to be really honest. Yeah, be honest. There are, there are only maybe three or four fights I'm interested in. All the others are like, I'm going to watch for sure, you know, but it's not like I'm super invested in this card. Same as next week. So. I mean, yeah, I, honestly, it says enough that I'm actually very uh, enthusiastic and, and uh, very enthusiastic before for the cards or for the fights between uh, Monier Lazes and Angel Lusa, you know, that yeah. got added today. I think that's a great fight, you know, but it's immediately one of the better fights of the card, in my opinion. I don't I know agree. how you look at it. Yeah. I agree. No, I agree. What's up, Joseph? You're just saying about Luke Gates, his first five round fight. Not only is it his first five round fight, this is his first like headline like, in MMA, but it, I can't believe it's his first at UFC main event. You've had fighters like like Devin Clark, who's on this card. He's headlined the UFC card. Norma Dumont, Aspen Ladd have headlined UFC cards. Uh, Louis Smokas headlined the UFC card. But this guy's mm -hmm. never headlined a UFC card. It's pretty crazy. Malal sure. Muhammad is the second time, I believe, headlining a UFC card. And he's had, obviously, five-round fights in like Titan FC and stuff. So, interesting fight. Anyways, looking forward to talking about these fights with you, Marcel. We'll start off with the... Uh, the bottom of the card work way up as always, guys. We pull up the odds and we'll, we'll go through these fights one by one. As usual, um, let's start with the first fight of the night, Marcel. It is a Bantamweight bout between Kevin Kroom and Haile Alatang, or Alatang Haile, as they as they, they have his name here on uh, UFC Stats. The odds for this one, Marcel, uh, for, for this fight, we have uh, Haile Alatang, minus 175, Kevin Kroom, plus 155. So go ahead and break down the fight. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's actually between two guys who really need a win, I feel. You know, I know, uh, uh, how is it, Alatang Haile won his yeah. first two fights. Um, he had that fight of the night fight against uh, Butcher Aldana, right, in, a, in the in this, uh, in his debut. Then what against Ryan Benoit. It's Ryan Benoit or Ryan Benoit, I never know. Yeah, um, yeah. That's because you also had Lance Benoist, so I'm yeah, always... Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. 
I feel like Kevin Kroom, he had that great debut against Roosevelt Robbins. It got overturned because of weight use or something, you know. That's a great uh, uh, meme now with uh, Kevin Kroom. I think you saw it as the guy from uh, Django Unchained. Um, so he lost his last two fights against Alice Caceres, Brian Kelleher. Um, it's difficult, man, you know, because I think Alateng Haile isn't a bad fighter at all. He fought against Casey Kenny, but he took so much damage, you know what I mean? And if you look at Kevin Kroom, I know I don't think Kevin Kroom is 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 going to be a huge fighter in the UFC or whatever, but he ain't bad, you know. Um, man, I have really difficulty to pick here somebody, but... I'll go with my gut feeling, and I think Kevin Kroom wins a decision. This is an interesting fight, guys, to kick off the car. I'll tell you that right now because, you know, Kevin Kroom is dropping to 135. He has fought at 135 before, though. It's been like seven or eight years. I checked his record today. He's fought there like two or three times. He actually did okay there. I think he had a two-in-one record. He's actually – you know what's crazy? He fought Kevin uh, Justin Gaethje at 159-pound catchweight uh, 11 years ago and got slammed, knocked out. Crazy, right? Now he's fighting 135, so – if you look at this fight, he's five foot eleven with a seventy-three inch reach compared to five foot five foot with a sixty-six inch reach for Alatang Haile. So he's going to have a massive height and reach advantage. Having said that, he did have a height and reach advantage against Kevin uh, Brian Kelleher in his last fight, Marcel, and didn't go well for him. You know, so just because he's got the size doesn't mean he'll necessarily win this fight. Although usually, again, when you see this kind of discrepancy, it does favor the, the bigger fighter. It's an interesting fight because the thing is, Alton Haile is more of like a wrestler, Marcel. If you look at his fights, he's more of a guy who wants to grapple you. And Kevin Kroom, obviously, is a grappler. And I think probably a better grappler, to be honest with you. Um, you know, striking-wise, I'd I'd say Alton Haile is probably slightly like a better striker, I guess. But Kroom, you know, he's shown probably more power throughout his career. Um, although he doesn't have a ton of it, he has knocked some guys down, including Roosevelt Roberts in his debut before he choked him out. Um, the guy has a ton of experience as well. They both have quite a bit of experience, actually, but... Kevin Kroom, you know, he's coming up on 40 fights almost more so. He's had a lot of fights. Both come from good gyms, fight ready, and and uh, glory. It's it's a difficult fight to call, you know, but I'll, I'll tell you right now, I was watching back the fight with Gustavo Lopez, and that third round, I bet on Alteng Haile in that fight, guys, and that third round, Gustavo was taking him down, and he had to grab the fence to stop the takedown, right? Kroom is a really good grappler too, Marcel. He's one of those guys that gets you against the fence and keeps shoving you against the fence and trying to drag you down the, to the mat. Uh, I just have a feeling it, it might play out like that, where Kroom's just so big, and he's just pushing this guy against the fence and, and grabbing him and dragging him down a couple times and just basically winning by control. So I think it's a difficult fight to pick, honestly, but I am leaning slightly towards Kevin Kroom like you, Marcel. I'm surprised you picked him as well, but looks like we have the same pick here, although, again, it's not a really confident underdog pick. Um, <laughs> that, it, uh, yeah. It didn't make you more uh, confident in your pick, what I said, because I'm also super 50 50. It's a, it's a close. That's why I'm also taking him because I think it is a 50 50 fight, and therefore uh, you're getting plus 155. It's pretty good odds on a coin flip. Um, but again, it's it's a bit of a risky one because you know he hasn't fought 135 in a while. And mm -hmm. uh, from what I saw in his, he posted a picture on his Instagram today. He looks like he's getting down there, but man, it's going to be a tough cut, I think, too. So I, again, it's one of those fights I think you do want to see what he looks like on the scale because he might have trouble making the weight, it's possibly. But overall, I got to go with him, Marcel. He's just so much bigger. And, and I, I don't think Al Tangeli is a great striker. He's more of a grappler. And I think, you know, Kroom, his grappling is probably a little bit better. That's what I'm kind of looking at this fight. So I guess we both have the same thoughts on this one, man. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Women's strawweight boat, Estella Nunez against Sam Hughes. 
Uh, odds for this one, we have Stella Nunez minus 210, Sam Hughes plus 175. Go ahead, Marcel, break down this one. You go first with this one. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I feel like this, honestly, guys, I think this card is a lot of tricky fights on it. You know, yeah, I think this one exactly. also is a bit tricky, you know, because Sam Hughes has not performed very well in the UFC, right? 0-3, but like, I mean, I think she's fought three really good fighters. Tisha Torres, Loma Luke Boone, and Luana Pinheiro. I mean, those are tough fights for anyone, I think. So that's why she's getting another fight. She's a decent grinder, and I think, you know, maybe if she, like, wrestles, she could potentially win this fight. But, you know, Nunez, a good striker, obviously. The, the grappling's the, the hole. We saw that in the first fight with Carnalosi. That's why I liked her there. Um, you know, but Nunez does have quite a bit of experience, too, herself. Um, and I think, that, uh, you know, the striking level, I think she is a better striker. So if she keeps it standing, she'll win. I think Sam Hughes would be really smart to go for takedowns. The only thing is she hasn't even shot a takedown in the UFC yet, you know? So... Or she hasn't landed one, I should, uh, should say. Um, and I can't bank on her just becoming a great wrestler overnight. So I do think there's a path to victory here for Sam Hughes. Um, but I can't pick her. I'm going to go with Nunez Marcel. Probably wins the decision just with their striking. I, it's kind of what I'm thinking happens here. But uh, it's not really a fight that I would want to bet on or anything. But any thoughts on this one? Basically the same, man. It's the thing. If Hughes can get the takedowns and she can win the fight. But do I see it happen? I don't know. You know? And Nunez is better striking, in my opinion. So I also uh, lean towards Nunes, but I'm not sure. You know, if you uh, somehow uh, see she gets a takedown and then she can keep getting takedowns and keep getting her onto the ground, use uh, has a good shot at winning. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm going with Nunes as well. Probably also a decision. Yeah, let's see this. Nunes is more impressive stylistically. Hughes could get takedowns. Yeah, I think so too. Stats just Hughes by sub is using shot. What, what stats suggesting that though, Glenn? I'm just trying to, like she hasn't, let me check right now. She's never attempted a submission in the UFC. Does she even I, the only fight I remember where she really got that sub was the um I guess you're talking not talking about stats, you're talking about the records. Um I guess that's more of what he meant. I mean, the fight with uh Vanessa Demopoulos, man, you know, that was it was an interesting fight, but she got choked out. I know she has a couple like chokes though in her career. I guess that's what more meant, like her overall record, not the actual like UFC stats. You're right, it's possible. I mean, Angel Lee choked her out, right? And Carnalosi did too. So I, I guess I see what you're saying. Possible. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count it out. Honestly, I wouldn't, Marcel, because I think if Hughes does get into the ground, there's a chance you could win the fight by submission. So I guess I'm agreeing uh, agreeing on that one. Yeah, it's not a fight I would want to bet on personally, Marcel. I got to go with Nunes for the pick, but again, it's not confident. You know, I do think that this girl could come out here and, and finally get a win in the UFC. But again, you know, she has lost four of her last five fights. I don't think she's that great, Marcel. Honestly, you know, but I don't think Nunes is that great either. So. Yeah, I mean, take your poison here, you know. Um, honestly, I now that I look at it, it's like I'd probably rather take the dog shot on this one, but I'm gonna, just going to pass completely, I think, Marcel. Just not really one I would I would personally want to lay money on. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the next fight here. This one's interesting, too. Jordan Levitt against Trey Ogden in the lightweight division. The odds for this one have uh, Trey Ogden as a slight favorite, minus 130, uh, Jordan Levitt plus 110. The odds actually opened with Levitt as the favorite, minus 155. So the line kind of flipped here. It's still close, but... I uh, just want you guys to know that the odds makers actually opened Levitt as a slight favorite here. So any thoughts on this one, Marcel? Yeah, I, I expect both guys to to try to get to the ground, probably. Uh, Levitt uh, is, is definitely more of a ground fighter than he is a stand-up guy. And same goes for Ogden, in my opinion, man. Ogden has debut on some short notice. He's replacing Victor, Mar Victor Martinez, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 
people will be off on Ogden because he has two losses to Thomas Gifford on his record. You know, that's yeah. why people will be off on Ogden. But if you look at his fights, I think he's pretty decent, you know, and he can give Lever the run for his money, you know. Yeah. Um, I honestly feel I'm picking Ogden in this one, you know. I think uh, Trey Ogden can can win here. Um, will they finish him? I don't know. I, I feel confident going with a decision in this one for Trey Ogden. This is an interesting fight. You know, they're both, like, grapplers mostly. Mm-hmm. Um I'll tell you right now. So I didn't watch. I didn't know a lot about Trey Ogden, and I watched a shitload of his fights the other day. They're all there's like tons on YouTube and on Fight Pass. I think I watched like ten of his fights. So I think I have a pretty good read of this guy. He's a strong dude. He's a good grappler. He's got good ground and pound. He's got great submissions. The Thomas Gifford fights are weird, man. They're really weird, Marcel. I I don't I, I don't know if you've seen them. They're really weird fights because the exact same thing happened in both fights. He went for a takedown, and Gifford got him in this tight guillotine choke. Right? It's crazy, almost like, and they basically happened like. One was one minute fifty seven seconds in the first round. The other was one hundred four. How do you, like you said? If he didn't have those losses on his record, I think he'd probably be a bigger favorite here, honestly, because I think the guy's a decent fighter from what I've seen. Um, you know, that being said, Levitt is a good grappler as well. You know, as we've seen, but that fight with Claudio Puelas, Marcel. You know, after that first round, you know, he kind of fell apart. He was the one getting all grappled. So yeah, I, I think he'll. You know, he could have a good first round here. But I think as the fight goes on, I'm, I'm not so sure about uh, Jordan Levitt. Um, I think that, you know, most people will probably just look at the record, like you said, Marcel, they'll see the loss of the Gifford and automatically fade the guy, and I get it, but I think you have to, like, look a little closer, and I think this guy's pretty good, honestly. Um, the one thing is, though, he did take the fight on short notice, Marcel, as we noticed, so, um, you know, from what I've seen, he said he's been training for the fight, he was already preparing for, you know, getting the UFC call, because I think he won a contract, if I'm not mistaken, on the, the Fury Fighting Championship, right? So, they knew that he was going to get in the UFC at some point. Um, I'd imagine he'll be in, in shape and ready for this fight. He's obviously a glory guy too. I gotta go with Ogden too, man. I, I think he's gonna get on top of him and, and kind of ride him out here. Um, Levitt is a good grappler too, so maybe he doesn't get submitted, but you know, I think a decision, uh, probably like you said, Marcel, is, is uh, I think it's very possible. But I do think a finish is possible too. You know, I think it's possible. But again, this guy's gonna have to watch out for that guillotine, man, because you know he has been put in these in these positions in a lot of his fights, Marcel, where he can get choked out. So we'll see what happens, but. Anyways, let's get to the comments here. Ogden's lost by sub, taking a shot led by sub. I know what you're saying, but, you know, again, those fights are weird. It's possible, though. There's no doubt. He's got an issue with the submission defense. He is a good submission artist himself, though. Um, Big J says he's like Ogden. Yeah, I'm picking him, too, man. I like him, too. Ogden's better than the feed. can keep it there at Dog for the win. I think so, too. I think you guys are right. So, Ogden, that's the pick here, Marcel. Let's go to the next fight here. We got... Uh, Chris Barnett against Martin Boudet. Interesting fight. The heavyweights, Marcel. We've got the heavyweights here, Marcel. So we got this uh, odds for this one. Minus 230, Martin Boudet, plus 190, Chris Barnett. What do you think about this one, Marcel? The only thing I hope is that uh, Bisping is in the commentary booth on Saturday. So you can say, bad day. So, um, yeah, Chris Barnett, Martin Boudet. Um, yeah, Barnett coming off that uh, crazy spinning wheel kick TKO with ground and pound punches against John Vilante, right? Um, Boudet coming from the from the contender series where he beat Lorenzo Hood in the first round. Um, yeah, he was completely, how do you say that? Much better than Lorenzo Hood, in my opinion. I thought that was a mismatch, in my opinion. But, uh, but still, um, yeah. What do I think about this one? Uh, maybe Barnett can pull off some other crazy stuff again. You know, you never know. But I uh, got to go with my gut feeling, man. I think Martin Boudet is going to win the fight. And uh, he likely will do it via TKO in the second round. 
I, you know, I have to pick him too, right? Because I mean, the guy he's he's been pretty good. Um, but like for his career, and obviously he had that win on the contender series. But I don't know. I, I'm not sure how good he really is, honestly. Like I was again, I was watching some of his fights today. There's quite a few on YouTube, and he has some knockouts, but like the level of competition is really low, you know. And he hasn't really fought like a good striker like this. I mean, Chris Barnett is a great striker, man. He he has power. Um, I think that Bar- I think if it stays on the feet, Marcel, it'll be sketchy. I really do. I think if it stays on the feet, Chris Barnett could land some, something crazy. It's possible, right? But I think if Boudet's smart, Marcel, he's going to work the wrestling, get him against the fence, grind him out, take him down. We saw Ben Roth will take him down, easily finish him. Um, you know, Barnett, he's a small heavyweight, obviously. He's he's a short guy for this division. You know, I'm looking at the uh, the official numbers. You got six foot four to five foot nine. I mean, that's a massive um, height discrepancy, right? The reach is pretty similar, actually, 77, 75. But just Boudet's a bigger heavyweight. He really is. And I think that if he fights smart and grapples this guy, he'll win the fight, especially in the small cage. I think that's the way to go. But I'm just saying, like, this guy's really untested, man. He has not fought anyone good. I was planning on betting on him, honestly, but after doing more research on the guy, I'm staying away from this fight. So <laughs> he'll probably end up winning by knockout. Like, that's the way it probably should go. But I'm going to stay away from it because the level of competition is just really bad, Marcel. And I've seen him get tagged in a lot of his fights by guys that really suck, guys. Like, guys with, like, one in four records and stuff. Um, and the Lorenzo Hood guy he beat, I mean, he tagged him too. And that guy's not yeah. that good. That's so, cool. yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, again, he should win. We've talked about him on the podcast. We all we all said he's a pretty good premier prospect. So I'm going to pick him. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm not laying the juice. I got to see him fight him uh, and see what happens in this fight. Let me see what the comments say. I think Boudet can wait to make a way in the division. Maybe. The only loss was to Espino. It's true. But, again, the wins are over, like, really not good fighters, guys. I'm telling you right now. Like, uh Barnett's, I mean, it's not like Barnett's fought. I mean, he's, Barnett's fought like a really good fighter. It's not like he's beaten like a lot of really good guys in his career either. I get it. But he has a lot of experience. You know, he's been around for a long time. Um, pretty tough guy. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm picking Boudet, but there's there's things about this fight that scare me. I just think his striking defense is pretty bad, honestly. It's not as good as I expected. And I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Rod Torque's right. Don't underestimate Barnett. It's true. Everyone was fading him against John Vellante. Like, oh, this is an easy fight for John. Knocked him out good, you know? Crazy card placing, considering attention. Curtis got last time out. Uh, 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 Chris, you mean? Yeah, Chris Barnett. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I thought that he would get a higher, you know, a TV slot, uh, slot Marcel, because of that that fight. Um, and also, like Andrew said too, I agree with Andrew. You know, surprised you have seen isn't giving you an easier fight in front of a crowd. But, I'm surprised too. Like, right? I mean, it doesn't make sense to bury on the prelims, man. When you have like sometimes random heavyweights having on the main card or co-main event that don't even belong there. You know what I mean? So then people are really enthusiastic about a guy like Chris Barnett and then you put him on a prelim. It's just weird. You know? I agree. I agree with that. So, um, and then just get some other comments here. I, I agree. I and mean, that's what I see happening too, but I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, this guy, he's not as good as I thought. I'm just being honest. Like I thought he was a little better than Marcel, but he got tagged up in that last fight. That's Tender true. Series pretty good and there was man barnett hits harder than lorenzo hood i would say um barnett's a better striker you know he's a again marshall you look at him he's a big fat guy right but man taekwondo <laughs> background he's got crazy spinning kicks he has power just don't underestimate him guys that's what i'm saying um it's a heavyweight fight too marcel we know one punch can end it right so it's just one i i i would stay away from him personally but if you guys want to bet every day i totally understand i mean he should win the fight and him by knockout, I mean, I don't think that's a terrible pick because I think that's how he'd finish it, probably ground and pound. Or maybe he submits him too, it's possible. But I'm thinking probably ground and pound stoppage. 
Parker push Parker Porter gets all the easy fights in main card placement. It's true. Him and Alan Bado, they always get the, the main card fights more so. Yeah. Let's go to the next fight. Rafa Garcia against Jesse Ronson, the Canadian. This is awesome to see him back in the cage. He hasn't fought in like two years, so it's really good to see Jesse back. Odds for this one, Marcel, it's a pick of minus one ten each. <laughs> the closest fight in the card, uh, according to the odds makers. So what do you think about this one, man, man? Honestly, I really like Jesse Ronson, man. I think he's a good fighter. He just uh he screwed himself in the last fight, you know. He won against Dalby, and uh, he got caught for whatever he got caught for. And I don't know exactly. You probably know. I mean, no? he said that he said it was like a tainted supplement, I believe. So oh, I don't okay. think he even like it's. It, I think he actually got a reduction in his uh, in his like uh, suspension. So, mm-hmm. anyways, go ahead. If you look at Garcia, uh, won his last fight right against Nathan Levy. Before that, that fight against Gritsmak, I think that was super close and it could have gone either way. Uh, didn't look great against Nasrat Hakparas on short notice. But um, yeah, it's an intriguing fight. I think it's a close fight. But like I said, man, I like Jesse Ronson in this fight, man. If he can get, uh, if he can put put up his A game, he should be able to win this fight. And maybe even finish Garcia. I know, I, I don't think he ever been finished in his career. But uh, I think Ronson can do it, you know. Um, I feel like I'm going with a submission in the second round for Jesse Ronson, man. Yeah, by the way, I'm just reading like what happened. Uh, again, yeah. you know, he says it was uh, tainted something, I believe, in 20 months suspension. So, yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't a full two years, but 20 months. Wow. Uh, probably because he was, like, um, you know, talking to them and, and agreeing with them and stuff like that. Um, you know, I like Jesse. I mean, I obviously like the guy. He's Canadian. You know, I, I'd like to see all the Canadian guys do well, but he hasn't fought in two years. He's 36 years old now. I don't really trust him here personally. Um, this is a guy that, again, I've seen fight for – man, I'm looking at his record on Marcel. I saw him fight in 2012 in person against Alex Ricci. I, did Alex Ricci make it to the UFC? He did, right? He fought he, in the UFC too. He fought Paul Felder. Yeah. 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 Oh, so no, 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 that's the other Ricci. <laughs> Alessandro Ricci. Remember yeah. that guy? Yeah. 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 I saw them fight in 2012, guys. Yeah, yeah for the score fighting series. How crazy is that? And now this guy is, is here again. So, it, it, you know, it's a long time coming. I mean, he's obviously been in the UFC a few times. What were you going to say? What Ricci was I thinking about? There's a couple. Mike Ricci, I think. Mike, Mike Ricci. They're yeah. two Canadian guys, yeah, but it's a different one. <laughs> Anyways, like, the guy's been around forever. I, I, He's a good fighter. He's got tons of experience. I get it. But I don't know, man. I mean, he could win. It's a pick-up fight. Don't get me wrong. to pick him. There's odd, the odds are close for a reason, but Garcia, you know, pretty tough dude, man. And the wrestling's pretty good. You know, we've seen that in the three fights, Marcel. I think the wrestling has been solid the last couple of fights. The striking defense is bad. It's really bad. So if this fight is on the feet only, Bronson wins. But I think if Garcia mixes in takedowns, he can grind it out, man. So I gotta go. I'm going with Rafa Garcia, guys, to win a decision. That's what I think happens here. It is a pick and fight, though. So oh, tough to be like, a difference. Yeah, it's tough. I know, right? It's good to see we have a different one, but it's tough to be super confident. You think? Are you favoring a, a decision though, Marcel? Or are you thinking it's going the distance? Uh, I, I have submission second round. Oh, you have submission. Okay, sorry. So, lots uh, of by submission is or odds on that one. I don't see them right now, but maybe if they come out, you can take a look at that. But oh, sorry, plus fourteen hundred. I see that now. Oh, wow. I mean, that's crazy odds. I'm thinking it's going to be Garcia by decision. That's what I think. That's like plus two hundred. That's what I kind of think happens. But man, I mean, no doubt, I mean, Ronson's got submission prowess and. He's got some knockout power too. So again, he's a good fighter. And that fight fight with Dalby, he was a big underdog in that fight, Marcel. Not many people expected him to win the fight. So I like the distance too, man. I mean, Garcia's really proven like he's a tough dude. You know, he's 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 very durable. Um, you know, Ronson definitely has got he's called the body snatcher for a reason. The guy definitely's got, you know, the body punches and 
the finishing ability. If you look at his wins, 17 of his wins are by stoppage, so I get it. But I am thinking it goes to distance, too. I mean, if you look at Ronson's career uh, before Marcel in his first time in the UFC, three fights went to the distance, split decisions, split, right? Yeah. yeah, three straight splits. I think the only guy in UFC history, right, with three Crazy. straight splits. Yeah, and he got cut after that, and it was pretty yeah. rough. Actually, I thought Lee Prozeros. Lee yeah. Prozeros and who else were three good fighters. Kevin Lee, Trinaldo, and Prozeros. I saw him Trinaldo, fight in yeah. uh, uh, Gustafson Jones won. He fought in the prelims for that card. It was a it was a split decision. Um, okay, I got to double check this, but I think I uh, there's a guy I know, Brian Bochamp. He's a referee here in Canada and a judge. And uh, I, we don't talk anymore, but we at that time we were pretty friendly. Um, and I think he's the only one who scored it for Ronson. And I think, like, after the card, we were, like, hanging out and we were, like, giving him shit. Like, dude, like, you, you were kind of biased there. You scored it for the Canadian guy. Like, we don't think he won, right? Mm -hmm. I think. Let me double check, though. Let me double check this thing. Because uh, I know there was another fight on the card where, where Brian scored it and we were, we were kind of giving him shit. It was the Caceres fight he fought. So I think he fought Roland DeLorme. That was one. It was kind of funny. Let me see. Ronson. Where is it? Jesse. I'm looking on. Uh... Oh, here we go. You've made decisions. Um, let me see if I was right. Yeah, Brian. Brian had it for Rodson. He's the only one. I'm going to show you guys right now. It's too funny because I know the guy, right? So I talked to him after, and I'm like, dude, how did you score for Rodson? Like, <laughs> I was like, how did you? Like, you're the only guy who had it. Look, look, wait, look at this. <laughs> right? I feel I'm there for say I was a sportsman back then. See, so yeah, he's the only guy, Marcel, right here. Yeah. And then one, one, uh, of course, it's true. <laughs> one media man where it's, it's kind of funny, right? So, and what, what did the fans say? Yeah, 90% of the fans had it for percentage. So, <laughs> yeah, you see what happened. Anyways, it was funny. Um, but yeah, that, I remember giving him a little bit of a, a tough time on that one. Yeah, he had that uh, lazy second round where it was like, oh, it's close. So we tied up. <laughs> That's per, that, I mean, we know a lot of judges do that. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I think the right guy won that fight. And, yeah. you know, it is what it is. All right, uh, let's go to the next fight. Next one. This one's, this one's interesting. Drakkar close against Brandon Jenkins. Weird fight. So it's a weird fight. And, man, the odds are really, really high for this fight. Um, there's, they're as high as minus 800. But uh, I'm looking at minus 600 right now, plus 450 on Jenkins. So minus 600 and, and Drakkar close. Um, you opened at minus 260. So the line has been steamed like crazy. Um, these odds are a lot longer than I thought they'd be. I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I'll, I'll start on this one, Marcel. You know, I yeah. don't think they're necessarily wrong because I, I think he wins the fight. You know, I, I really do. And um, I think this is what I was saying the other day, Marcel. I think people are getting like like smarter about um, these like the fights. I think people are getting smarter about how to pick fights and how to break down fights and that's why you're seeing a line like this so high because a couple of years ago, you might see him as like a minus 300 favorite. You automatically just put him in a parlay. And now it, you know, I get it. Like, it's not like the, the, the actual, like uh, winning probability for minus 300, minus, it's not that much of a difference. I get that, but it's still like, it's, it's crazy to me that he's such a huge favorite. Although again, I just think it's people being smart. And, you know, we talked about this a few weeks, few weeks ago, like, there's a lot more betters now, like doing MMA, and I think they're just parlaying this guy. So I get it. He's going to win the fight, Marcel. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I think the way to go is to look for a prop. You know, you either look at decision or finish. That's the way you look at this fight. I think on close, um, the decision is plus one seventy five. The finish is minus one fifteen. You know, close has never won a fight by by a stoppage in the UFC. That doesn't mean he can't do it here. You know, it's very possible. And these kind of mismatches, quote unquote. You do see a lot of finishes, and, and Jenkins is a guy who's been, you know, finished quite a bit in, in his career. Um, you know, I, I don't, I didn't really break down uh, Jenkins enough. Um, 
they call him the human highlight reel. I mean, he's definitely got some highlights about Marcel with the crazy, like, spinning back elbows and shit. Like, the guy is – he's entertaining. And I'm going to give him a break here because I, I, I listened to his, the interview with Cole Sheldon, and he took the Zhu wrong fight on, on, on 30 hours' notice, like one and a half days' notice, Marcel. And he said he was like, in and out burger with Jordan Levitt when his manager called him and said, hey, you got to fight. And he had to put down his burger and his milkshake to get cut weight. He's talked about how bad the weight cut was. Now, it's you know, it's still a tough weight cut for him, but it's not going to be as bad as in 30 hours. And he said he was pissed off because Rong Zhu, the guy he fought, missed weight when he had two months for his training camp. But he made weight, which is crazy. Um, I think it's something to consider, but I don't think I can use it as like a reason to pick the guy, you know? But I will say, I mean, he's got some power, right? And, and obviously, Close is coming off the knockout loss. I think Close's fight's smart here, you know? Also, Cole interviewed Close, too. I like plugging Cole because he's a good guy and he does good interviews. The interview with Jokar Close is really good, guys. It's it's really screwed up what, what happened to this dude, Marcel. Like, the Jeremy Stevens thing happened, right? He hasn't fought in a year. Actually, he fought in two years now. Um, he has severe neck injury still. You know, he still has the, this problem with his neck. Um, and he thinks it's going to last his, the rest of his life. And he was just saying, like, the UFC only paid his show money. And they didn't give him his win bonus. And they, did, they, haven't, they didn't even talk to him after the fight. They never said, like, how are you feeling? Like, nothing. So he said, you know... I'm in the promotion right now. I don't want to say anything negative, but maybe one day when I'm not here anymore, I'll start, you know, giving telling the, the stories from behind the scenes. So it sounds like he's got a bone to pick. And he basically said, he said, if I if Courtney Casey, who's his wife, uh, or if, I think there's, I think they're married. I'm, they have a kid together. I know. Um, they're together. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said if she wasn't fighting because she's had a couple fights, that he would be working at McDonald's or broke, living under a bridge right now. And it, it broke my heart to hear that. I mean, that's really messed up. Like this guy's a like top 20 fighter in this weight class in the world, arguably. And he hasn't fought, he hasn't made a paycheck in a while. It made me, it made me, it made me sad to hear that, Marcel, honestly. So anyways, I think he gets the job done here, guys. But again, a lot of his wins are by, by decision. The last knockout he had was seven years ago. Almost all of his wins are by decision. I, I think he probably wins a decision here again, you know, but it's definitely possible Jenkins could get finished because he's not like a great fighter. I'm going to go with close by decision, though. I, I, I Honestly, if you look at the two lines, plus 175 by decision, that's the way he wins his fights. I think that's better value, personally. But I, I understand why you guys are going to take uh, the stoppage, too, because it, it looks like a mismatch. So give me your thoughts on this fight, Marcel, and, and, and talk about Jenkins a little bit, too. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I have close by a first-round knockout, to be really honest, man. So I think he stops him early. Um, listen, man, Jenkins had that great switch kick knockout uh, against Kilburn and PFL, right? Um, but I still think close. I just think close is a, is a good talent still, you know? And uh, he made the Darius difficult, remember? Um, he lost to Darius, but he made Darius wobbly as well. So, And Darius is now top three, I think. So... Yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's a good fighter. You know? That was crazy. Like we all thought he almost knocked him out, right? And then he mm -hmm. gets knocked out. Remember that fight? Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> sure. So that was a great fight, I think. So um, yeah, I, I think Close can win. I think he wins first round knockout. I you you know what I really would like to see if he wins this one, match him up with Paddy Pimblett. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll do that fight. No, of course <laughs> they don't. But dude, they will not because Close will probably break him. Close has got really good cards. Close <laughs> is a good fighter, man. Mm -hmm. He is, and he's got good wins. Like Bobby Green's, a, it looks like a good win now, right? Especially in definitely in, uh, hindsight. Brandon Jenkins has power. That's about all he has, in my opinion. I don't think he has much wrestling. Um, I think he just gets grinded out. And that fight against again, we have to give him a break, guys, because he took the fight like one day's notice, two days' notice against Drew Long. But still, I mean, it didn't look good, you know, and he gets finished there, taken down at will wasn't too impressive so i can't take the guy but man he's got one of the better nicknames than me doesn't he the human highlight reel i fucking love that, 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 that nickname man 
I agree. I think that he, if he had won that fight, his career, his whole life would be different. How, how crazy is that, eh? His whole life, it's crazy. Like one split second changes your whole life because you would have never fought Jeremy Stevens, probably. Would have never been shoved. That shove is just disgusting, still, Marcel. Yeah. It's so people, wrong, eh? People are still hating close for closer for it. Well, it's nobody. I, 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 I got to tell you guys, you got to watch that interview, man. It's <clears throat> it broke my heart, man. He said that he drove home from from uh, Vegas to Arizona after that, and he was crying the whole way home because he said everyone online was saying how much they hated him and stuff, and he said I did nothing wrong. Like I got, he said him and Jeremy, like they saw each other at the hotel and like the fighter, you know, meetings and stuff, and he said they were chill during the week. He said he did not expect him to like shove him, and that's why his guard wasn't up that day. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Jeremy ended up getting another fight with against Matias Gamrock, got washed, and he got released by the UFC. He's in PFL though. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy how life works. Because Jeremy's got an opportunity now to win a million dollars, and and this guy hasn't fought uh, and hasn't made a paycheck. So just saying, like I, I feel generally bad for the guy, but he'll he'll win this fight. And you know what, Marcel? He has a good chance to get a bonus too if he gets a finish. He's fighting a guy who's he's supposed to just destroy, right? So. If he gets that finished, maybe the UFC will get him uh, a bonus, I, I would hope. But, again, he has said some stuff that they probably don't like hearing, so yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Close by knockout, close by knockout. I guess I'm the only one taking a decision. I mean, he hasn't knocked anyone on the UFC, but I guess you guys just think Brandon Jenkins stinks, eh? I mean, I get it. He hasn't been too impressive, man. You know, he does have some crazy knockouts, though, Marcel. You've seen them, right? The PFL one yeah. was crazy. The cage aggression one was crazy. Uh, vegan song love the show guys thanks for putting the work i appreciate it man thanks so much dude we definitely put the work in i appreciate that jenkins loves to hit ground and pound or sub probably he does like to get hit dude he really does um we'll close test p agency probably probably if stevens wins a million close to be crazy not to sue i mean i think he should have already you know it's crazy the ufc didn't protect him that day you know and again he, they haven't did anything just watch the interview you guys don't know what i'm talking about when you see it. it's really it's really it's just upsetting honestly like I think he's a decent dude, man. You know, I, I think he just got like a bad rap because someone else did something to him or something they should never did. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't understand why you hate on this guy, but it is what it is. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. We have Lena Landsberg against Panny Kianza. This one, one of the uh, the bigger odds in the card as well. Minus four ten for Panny, plus three thirty for Lena Landsberg. She's coming off a long layoff, Marcel, a two year layoff. She had a kid. She's a little bit older. Um, I think she's almost 40 now. Let me double check how old she is. Yeah, she's 40 years old. She just turned 40. Uh, just had, I believe, had her first child. So congrats to her. But, you know, after such a long layoff, Marcel, I, I really question uh, this return at this state, stage of her life at age 40 um, against someone with panic cancer who's a really good fighter. So give me your thoughts on this one, man. What do you think? Yeah, isn't Lena dating uh, Akira, the guy who also fought in the UFC? I think. Akira Korosani. Is she really? I didn't know I, that. Oh wow! I thought so. Okay, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. Let me let me double check. I gotta yeah. see that. I remember that guy from the like, Ultimate Fighter. He fought Dustin Poirier as well. Yeah, yeah and he I shaved Cowboy's hair in the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Let me double check that. That's crazy. Uh, if so, maybe you're right. Uh, I know he's a Swedish guy too, right? So let me double check here. But uh, I don't see any of his, but maybe it's on hers. Anyways, what, go ahead. Give me your thoughts. So yeah, man. I mean, Lena Landsberg. I almost never pick her, but sometimes she surprises me. <laughs> For example, like the Macy Chason one. Uh, Penny Kianzat, um, she lost her last fight against Raquel Pennington, but was competitive, right? With Pennington 1 2 to 1, if I remember correctly. Um, this, by the way, both girls really don't like each other. That's uh, what I've heard from it's pretty big fight in, uh, in Sweden. Um, I favor Kianzat, man. I think she has more uh, upside in this fight. I take her with a decision, not a stoppage, but a decision win over uh, Lina Lasberg. 
I think you might be right too, because they have some like forwards together. I'm just looking. I didn't even know this. So it's just interesting, right? Because they're both fighters. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I would I would even care. Um, you know, again, Lena has a fun forever. I think Panny's a really underrated fighter, man. You know that fight with with uh, Raquel Panny guys was like razor thin. It was razor thin. It could have went either way. Had she won that fight, Marcel, because that fight was the close it gets. Mm-hmm. If you look at that fight, it was 29-28 for Raquel. 50 to 48 significant strikes for Panny, and the control time was 6 minutes 16 to 5 minutes 34. It was, like, so close. And if she won that fight, she would be, like, top five in the world right now, right? So mm-hmm. I think she's a pretty good fighter, man, honestly. Um, I think, you know, uh, Landsberg, she had that win over Macy Chase on that really surprised me at the time. That one really, like, really surprised me. I didn't expect her to win that fight, but, I mean, really hasn't really uh, impressed me at all in her career um, other than that fight, to be honest with you. I think that uh, Panny's just a much better striker, and she's nine years younger. And the Asian doesn't always work, as we know, with uh, with uh, Vendera. Uh, Mother guys, what are you going to say? Check your uh, DM on Twitter. I sh- I'd send you something. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah so that's what I think anyways. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think I think Landsberg wins. But here's the thing, guys. You know, my 400 is high. But not only that, but I was looking at the decision prop. I'm like, maybe there's some value on that, right? Mm. <laughs> Minus 150. You have to lay juice. So I I hate that. I don't think that's a great bet, honestly. I think that's the way the fight probably goes, but I I don't like laying juice on, on a specific prop. I don't think that's the that's really a great bet at, at, at any time. That being said, I mean the inside of this is plus three forty. Maybe she could finish her Marcel. We've seen Landsberg get finished. Maybe this is the fight where she does. So if, if anything, although I am gonna pick her by decision, there's probably more value on the knockout. I'll say that right now. So it's possible. Um let me see what you Let's check what Marcel sent me. What did he send me here? <laughs> Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Let's see here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that. Yeah, so it looks like he, she's with uh, Akira. I didn't know that. It's interesting. <laughs> Two former UFC fighters. Um, and I just see a, a, a Cole just sent me something. Aaron Blanchfield's fighting J.J. Aldridge. That's a new yeah, that's happening. and the works for June 4th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just mentioned your name. <laughs> How crazy is that? This guy asked about Blanchard. We just said it <laughs> at the same freaking time. That's crazy. All right. Anyways, yeah. So we're both going to go with Panny in that fight. All right, also, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, also, just saw somewhere on Twitter that JP Bice is fighting Cody Durden on June 18th. Well, the loser gets caught, right? I would say. Probably. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go to the next fight here, Marshall. This one's an interesting fight in the heavyweight division. We have William Knight taking on Devin Clark. Um, it says light heavyweight on UFC stats, Marcel. Is that is that incorrect? No, it's heavyweight. That's what I thought. I thought it was heavyweight. Okay, I'm just letting you guys know that that's what it says right now. But I believe it's a heavyweight fight. Um, so I, I should mention, uh, Devin Clark was trained to fight Gamzatov, Marcel, yep. and Gamzatov fell off. So now he's fighting uh, William. They took the fight in like I think two weeks notice, I believe, or something like that. So it's interesting, right? Because I mean, he has taken fights on short notice and didn't do too well in the past. I think he took the Grisham. Did he take the Grisham fight on short notice too? Yeah. Uh, Ed Herman was supposed to fight Grisham and mm-hmm. he didn't look good in that fight. So uh, give me your thoughts on this one. I mean, the odds are interesting too, because I think it's a pretty competitive fight. You have minus 175 and Clark plus 155 a night. What do you think? Brown Bear or the Nightmare? Immediate fate for William Knight. I'm sorry, dude, but uh, no, I'm not going to pick him. Uh, Devin Clark showed that he can go three rounds in the light heavyweight division. Um, Sometimes, yeah, you get that, but he can go five, he can go three rounds, you know what I mean? And William Knight, William Knight gasses, man, you know, and uh, he, he, he got 
it's stupid to say, but he got way too much muscle. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that that's that's an issue. And the heavy, listen, man, I respect, I respect that he took a fight on short notice again, but he shouldn't fight at heavyweight, dude. You know what I mean? And Devin Clark also not, but at least Devin Clark fights normally at light heavyweight and just took this fight because they probably didn't have anybody else to uh, to, to to get to the fight of make two or five, so he took a two sixty five. Clark decision, man. I, I won't take. I won't do anything else than Clark decision. All right, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I was I was actually leaning towards William Knight for a little bit, and then I just watched back the Grissom fight, and I watched back the Dan Jung fight. And my God, for a guy that physically strong, how easy it is to take this guy down is just blows my mind. It's terrible, Marcel. And, and Clark is such a grinder. He's always <laughs> shooting for takedowns. Now, the problem with Clark is the chin, I think, or so. Yeah. I think it'll probably be better at this weight class, but my God, I watched that. I haven't seen it in a while. I was watching that fight. With, remember that fight with Alex Nicholson, his debut? My, that was at middleweight, by the way. So, I mean, the, the weight cut must have been brutal. But he was dominating that fight, and a little punch caught him. And see with the Rackage fight. He was winning that fight and gets caught yeah. with a little punch, and his chin went. It's crazy. I think a heavyweight will probably be more durable, I would think. You know, he did take a beating in the Kulaba, though. My God. A beating, and then he almost won the third round, I believe, too. So it's kind of crazy, right? Like, I think he did win the third round. So the guy's got – he's there for 50 minutes. You know, it's interesting. I think they're both guys that beat uh, Menifield, which I think is kind of cool that they matched him up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Marcel, I think Clark just pushes him against the fence and grinds him out. That's what I think. So I was leaning towards William Knight until I did more, you know, study, and um, I have to go with Clark. I think the odds are probably right. Because at first I thought, okay, this is more of like a minus 110 fight each. But now I'm starting to see why the line is this way because the, the wrestling is – it's very much in Clark's favor. And again, you know, man, like just the, the, the way he can get taken down is actually uh, very surprising to me, Marcel. I don't know. The fight with um, – and just controlled against the fence too. But the Dan Jung fight, Marcel, my God, eight times? Like it was kind of crazy. I know that – hey, I know Keith Lobby did the same thing to Clark. I get it. I get it. But, you know, it was, it's a different beast, right? It's a different beast, so – Devin Clark by decision. That's what I'm looking at, Marcel, in this fight. It's an interesting one. Clark by decision. Yeah, that's what I think. Clark by sub. Maybe. What's Clark by sub? Let me take a look at that. Clark by sub. I don't see it here. I don't think it's listed. But Clark inside this is plus 240. Clark by decision plus 160. That's that's what I would roll with. All right. Let's go to the next fight here. We got a uh, – oh, okay. So this is a new fight. This is Angelusa against Munar Lezez. This is a new fight, guys. Um, it's it's a very very good fight, I think. I'm really happy to see Andrew Luce of the UFC, Marcel. Um, we are in the Zez here. And we do have odds for the fight. They actually put them up very quickly. So kudos to the odds makers for getting that up in, in um, short short notice. The odds for this fight, minus 200, Munar Lezez, plus 170, Andrew Lusa. I want to hear your thoughts on this fight, Marcel. It's an interesting one. What do you think? So if you look at Munir Lazes, uh, he came actually into the UFC because a friend of Dana White's son showed him a clip of him yeah. during a party, and uh, Dana was interested, so he he signed him, made his debut at uh, Fight Island against uh, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, but that was the Abdul Razak Al Hassan post uh, two year not fighting, the first time I think, and Abdul Razak Al Hassan he started good in the first three minutes. But completely faded, and uh, Lazes took over. They got fight in the night, but yeah, second fight for Lazes. He lost to Alves, man. I think he was a, he was a pretty decent favorite going into that fight because Alves is really inconsistent, you know. And he was a he was a pretty big prospect when he came into the UFC. I remember winning the Ultimate Fighter Brazil, but 
Um, this was actually a good win again for Alves and actually not really good looking for Lazes. If you look at Ainge Lusa, I think everybody who saw the Contender Series saw his fight against Jack Della Madalena. In my opinion, the best fight of the season last year. Um, I should have signed him if I was the UFC back then, even with a loss, but they didn't. And um, yeah, he got a win at uh, XMMA like two weeks, two, 10 days ago against John Howard, uh, former UFC veteran, uh, UFC veteran, former UFC yep. fighter. Yep. Um, dude, call me crazy, but I'm preferring Ainge Lusa to win this fight, man. And I'm taking a decision here. I feel the exact same way, my friend. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I'm going with Lucid too, man. I, I, I feel good about this. I really like this guy, man. Um, the, the, he just fought, right? He just fought. If he didn't fight, then I don't think I could do it because I wouldn't know what kind of shape he is. And he just fought mm-hmm. two weeks ago in the XMA card, which we broke down. And we all said we beat John Howard. He did. You know, Jack Dell and fight was one of the best fights last year. Yeah. I think he should have got signed off a loss. Yeah, it's not that I think Carlos Candelario got off a yes. loss. Like, we don't even need that guy in the UFC. This guy we need in the UFC. You know what I mean? This dude's it's a good fighter. He's not I don't think he's great Mercer. I think he's still a work in progress, honestly. Yeah, but for sure. He's pretty good. And i I watched a bunch of his fights today on YouTube. There's a there's a couple um smashes dudes, take them down, grab them, smash them. Um, you know, I, I just I, think what we're gonna say. We can legit say he trains probably with uh the few few of the best welterweights in the he's world. He's at Sanford. Right? Yeah, he's at Sanford, guys. He's training with Ian Gary, he's training with um what Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns Santa Luque. Luque. I mean the best guys in the world. Uh Usman comes in there sometimes as well. Jason Jackson. Yeah, they're, they're um, some of the best welterweights in the world. That camp is insane, as you guys know. Um, doesn't mean he'll win. I mean, and by the way, Wurla Zez just had a good camp too. Look at yeah. his Instagram, Marcel. He's trained with like I think he's with Camzat and, and Strickland, is he not? Like I'm pretty sure he is. He's in let me double sure. check, but I'm pretty sure yeah. I saw a picture of them all together. Let me double check. I mean that that room is, is pretty nuts too. Let me just double check that. I want I don't want to say anything wrong. Yeah, there's a picture right here of him with Hamzat, Sean Strickland, Darren Till, uh, and Chris Curtis. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty fucking crazy. I mean, they're both coming from great camps, so there's no doubt yeah. about it. I just don't know about Lazez, man. Like, I mean, he had that crazy fight in his debut, right? With that amazing mm-hmm. performance against uh Abdul Razak Al Hassan, which surprised everyone at the time, I think. I mean he was oh, yeah. a huge underdog. He was plus uh, three or four hundred. I remember I parlayed out on sandwich was so dumb in me at the time because he was off that layoff. I don't but know. I think much of Lizaz. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know when I posted that fight announcement with Abdul Razak Al-Assam Munir Lizaz, almost everybody was quote tweeting or or saying under it like, What does this what did this guy do to the UFC? They're matching up with Abdul Razak Al-Assam in his debut. Yeah. Pretty much 99% of the comments. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I fully agree with you, man. I know it was it was surprising, but man, he was him and I think it was on the same card. Hamza fought uh, John Phillips. Like that was a very uh, yeah, it was on the same card. Calvin Cater fought Dan Ige. I had a parlay of the three of them. Okay. And I was like, I was, I was like, oh, this is this is the easiest one. Of course, that's the one that loses. <laughs> I like Lucid though. I, I really like this guy. You know, I I don't know. Like I I think highly of this dude. You know, I think he's got just the wrestling. I think he's gonna be very hard to finish. He's gonna keep walking forward, push this guy against the fence, get him down. Um, in that Elder Alderov fight that he lost in Brave Marcel, he kind of got grinded out in that in that loss, you know. That's um, right. A super tough guy to fight. That guy is know, good. Think, yeah, good. Khabib. Khabib has a win over him as well. He but he's he a really he's, solid guy. He's solid, but I, I, the point is, like, I think that there's a hole in this guy's game in that wrestling. He might have shorted up, but I'm not convinced. Um, at plus one seventy, I'm taking a shot on the underdog here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lisa. So I'm actually glad you said it. <laughs> he'll he'll be one of my best bets, I guess, for Saturday for bookies. You know, I was really considering it, but I wanted to kind of hear what your thoughts were too, Marcel, because I respect your thoughts and what you guys said too in the chat. You know, but for me, it's like 
even with the shortness, the fact he fought recently, I think that's 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 okay with me. Although this guy's bringing up a good point, Mr. X, about the, the weight cut. You're right. I don't think he's a huge middleweight, though, man, or a welterweight. I don't think he's, he's huge in this division. You know, I don't think he's that big. So I think the weight cut will be okay. But you're right. It's something to keep in mind for sure. Um, and it is short notice, too, you know. But I, I like the guy, man. I, I think he's going to win the fight. Lose the decision, lose the decision. Well, you guys like it. His grappling's really good, dude. And he's a good striker, too. Um, Lucid probably wins top triangle, the Zestos triangles for guard. That's what I think. I think he gets on top of him and grinds him out. If it just takes place in the feet, he'll probably be in trouble, honestly, because uh, I was watching this fight in Titan FC with this guy, and, and that fight was against another grappler, and he kind of uh, neutralized him and he kind of got struck. So definitely the better striker in this fight is, is Munar Lazez, but I, I think Lucid's grappling will be enough to win him the fight. So be really interesting. And uh, yeah, I think he wins the fight. So let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Um, we got Pat Sabatini against TJ Laramie. And this is crazy odds on this one, too. Minus 450 on Pat Sabatini, plus 360 on TJ Laramie. Pretty, pretty crazy, man. Um, you know, I I like Pat, you know, but I, I again, this is something I talk about all the time. Like, you got to look at the historical odds of these guys. And, like, he's been a guy that's been, like, a pick em or a dog, like, I think, throughout his career. Let me just double check like, what his odds have been. So he's had three fights in the UFC, Pat, 17. He's an underdog against Emmers. He was minus 150 against Lutz. And he was he was an underdog – or, sorry, he was minus 250 against Connolly. So, I mean, that fight, obviously, he was a big favorite in. But the point is, like, now he's minus 500, you know, because people are just writing off TJ Laramie because he got submitted by Derek Minner. And they're expecting him to get submitted kind of like, you know, the 17 is a good submission artist. I'm just not – I'm not convinced that this fight is as easy to call as, as, as it looks, you know, personally. Um, I don't know, Marcel. I, I, I have. I'm gonna pick Pat. Don't get me wrong, because I mean, I think the guy's really good. I think he's underrated. And he, I think he's like he's a guy that I didn't I didn't think much honestly coming into the UFC, but he's looked good. I gotta pick him. I'm just saying, TJ Laramie's super young, guys. He's only 24. You know, he hasn't fought in two years, so he's gonna come in here probably much improved. Probably looks like a different fighter. And if he doesn't get choked out a minute, how does that fight play out, right? Um. I'm leaning towards Sabatini, but I think this is a potential upset, Marcel. Of, of, of all the big favorites, I think this guy has got the best chance. So I'd like to hear your thoughts, man. But what do you think? Yeah, man. Laramie had that uh, nasty Amarase bacteria, right? Or how do you say that? Uh, which he uh, recovered from now. Um, yeah, man. Sabatini, the funny thing is the only fight he really got in trouble in the UFC is a fight he finished in the first round. With the heel hook against uh, against Jamal Amherst. Yeah, I remember him in yep. uh, CFFC where he was supposed to go to the UFC if he wanted to fight against James Gonzalez, and Gonzalez almost ripped his arm off in that fight. Um, but Sabatini is, is talented, you know. You can't call him a real prospect. I think he's already thirty or past thirty, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, something. So um, Laramie, the thing is, Laramie, we haven't seen really good stuff from him so far in the USC and actually also not in the Catano series, man. He won that fight because that other guy got injured, I think, the Daniel Swain guy he fought back then because that was yeah. was kind of a uh, was kind of a 50-50 fight, if I can remember correctly. Um, Laramie's still young, so it wouldn't be the end of the road, I think, for him if he, if he loses this one, but um, I'll favor Sabatini as well, man. Um, what do you think uh, of the odds, though? You think they're... Like, they're they understand the odds but i'm not with it you know what i mean i yeah. think it's closer than the odds say but i understand it you know yeah no i get it i i, I feel the same way that's what i'm gonna say like i have to pick pat he's been super impressive yeah. 
But I'm just saying, TJ's only 24. He is a really True. good prospect, man. Like, it's crazy. Actually, I, I, I'm looking at, like, old fights, and I, I put his, uh, his name in YouTube, right? His interview with James Lynch, or our boy James, from 2016 at MAOddsBreaker.com when he was fighting in uh, TKO came up when he was 18 years old. So mm-hmm. I've known about this kid forever. And I think yeah. he is a good, a good prospect, but I, I'm just, you know, he hasn't fought in forever. How can you pick him, really? You know, Marcel, like, you're taking a risk here, I think, if you take a shot on him, but. He's, he's good. A he's talented, well, right? Huh? That's a talented brother as well, right? Yeah, he does. They're 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 yeah. talented. I can't remember his brother's name now. Um, me neither. Me, also, me. Laramie. Well, yeah. <laughs> so Tony Tony Laramie. Tony, Tony Laramie. Yeah, Tony true. Laramie. And I think he's talented. Let me check what his record is. He's younger. As Six well. and two. Yeah, they're both from Ontario, right? They're local yeah. guys. He's twenty three. His brother um, is an LFA, so he's another good prospect. And actually, he is crazy. He fought Charles Jordan's brother, Louis Jordan, <laughs> which is so crazy because obviously, dude, TJ has a win over Charles Jordan, Marcel. Yeah, I know. TKO, right? That's what I'm saying, guys. Like, he's not a scrub. He's actually a really good fighter, and he's super young, too. Uh, like, I really want to pick him here, but I just can't do it, you know, because I think Laramie or Tabatini is really good. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only thing. I think if he was fighting someone else that's not as good, I would definitely pick him, you know, but I, I, I believe in Sabatini, man. After the last few fights, the guy is fucking good. And that whole camp, Marcel, Sean Brady and all those guys in Philly, Jeremiah Wells, all those beasts, they're just all getting better. So all right. it's interesting, though. What are you going to say? Sabatini, for me, I'm going with yeah. the decision. Yeah. But it is crazy though. He has that win over Jordan, five round title yeah. fight, eh? You know, so <laughs> that's a great win. It's a better win than any of these guys have. Um, just looking at the comments. Um, what's going on, Tristan? Yeah, we got we got our boy here, Canadian. Will he win? I don't know. I'm not sure. I agree. I don't think it's a time to fade seventeen either. I don't. I don't think. I'm just saying. I think TJ's better than people give him credit for. I, I also like hope he uh, gets destroyed again and gets another fight so I can bet on him and gets the next guy. But because <laughs> you'll probably get good value again. But no, can't do it. But I think he's a good prospect, guys. You know, I think people are just they haven't seen him fight in forever. And you know, how can you pick him, right? But all right, so the next fight here we got Myra Brina Silva against Wu Yanin, women's bandweight division. Huge odds here, Marcel. Minus 445. Bueno Silva plus 355. Yanin Wu. I mean, these odds seem really high too. What do you think? Yeah, by the way, did you know that you have to pronounce it as Myra? I didn't know that. I knew that since three three days. Oh, okay, this is Myra, but I, yeah, uh, it's not Maria though. I've seen some people say Maria. Yeah, Ma- 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 Myra Buena. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I didn't, I didn't also didn't know. Um, weird fight to have on the main card. Let's let's say that first. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I wanted to say Myra again. Uh, Buena Silva. Um, she started well in the UFC. I remember against Robertson, right? She actually that fight didn't went her away, but at a certain moment she had the submission and locked in, and uh, she defeated Robertson. But since then she only beat Borella. Everybody beats Borella except Santos for some reason. But um, I still think Santos' twin sister was there that that night. But um, I mean, she hasn't been put it together, you know. Uh, she was actually losing it, I think, as well against um, what's her name, Montana de la Rosa, right? And uh, fans grabbing uh, prevented that. She would have won the fight if she didn't grab the fence. Yeah. So um, now she's fighting Wu, Wu Yanan. It's actually less impressive than, than Myra, Myra Silva, you know. Uh, Wu Yanan. Um, also good to mention that Silva is going up in weight class to 135. She fought 125 in the last fight against Fioro. Um, Wu Yanan. She has one win in the UFC against Laura Mueller, and it was a submission. I think Buyanan is a white belt, so it was very. I remember it was very surprising back then that she won. 
it hasn't looked good, man, in the in the fights against Mizuki and against uh, Jocelyn Edwards. And the Mizuki fight was kind of close, I remember, but also not great. I honestly think that the Lewis are here probably against his walking papers. Um, I got to favor Silva here, man, although Yanan might be a little bit more stronger, but I think Silva is more technical, definitely on the ground. And if Silva gets her to the ground, I think Yanan is done. So I'm going with Silva. For a submission second round. Submission, yeah. I mean, that's that's how she wins a lot of her fights. There's no doubt about it. But I think her striking is pretty good too. It's not bad. You know, I think she's a better striker. Her girlfriend, um, Gloria DePaula, is a really good striker. Uh, she's at 115, I believe. She's in the UFC as well. But yeah, I mean, she has the you know like crazy choke and contender series. The Jillian Roberts can win. I mean, she has some good wins. Um, the last fight um, with Kuro was not a good performance, and it was just a weird fight. You know, very strange. Um, Bunyanin, I haven't been too impressed with her, Marcel, honestly. Uh, other than that one fight, if you said she gets the win. I guess the Mizuki anyway fight was decent. It was a pretty good scrap. They were going back and forth, a bit of a war. But, I, I mean, her level of competition is really bad, you know, throughout her career. And I can't pick her. But at the same time, Marcel, minus 450 or whatever, I mean, that's really high. You know, I, I don't really see value. So, it's going to be a pass for me as well. I see some guys in the chat passing as well. I'm going to pass it too. Um, but I think Silva probably wins. Next fight, we got Andre Fialo against uh, Miguel Baeza, Caramel Thunder. This one's an interesting fight. We got two strikers going at it. Minus 175 Baeza, plus 155 Fialo. What do you think? Yeah, second time this year that uh, Fialo takes a short notice fight, right? Because uh, Baeza was supposed to fight Diego Lima here, but Diego Lima is retired. Um, yeah, Baeza lost his last two fights, but the Ponzinibbio fight was, I think, really good, was competitive. And he made a mistake in the Chaos Williams fight, you know, uh, with, um, so you saw at a certain moment, if you, if you keep doing that, he's going to hit you, you know, and that's what Chaos did. And he put, it was one, one going into the third. So he could have won that one if he, if he fought a little bit more different, but didn't. Um, if you look at, at Fialo, really knockout guy you know he always tries to take your head up in the, in the early round in the first round and that's what he tried with michelle pereira as well you know and i think he did very well in that fight definitely in the first round but pereira took over because he 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 barely had a, had a how do you say that um at the training camp. i think he only had like uh, three or four days notice for the fight against michelle pereira so he gassed out in the second third round pereira actually also gassed out but he did more than he than fiello did um if Baeza can make sure he doesn't get knocked out early on, he probably should win this fight. I have Baeza if I have a decision. I'm going to go with Baeza, but I'm not betting on him anymore. You know, after the last couple of fights, I can't, you know. Uh, the Ponzebio fight was definitely close. I, I, you know, had he won that fight, I think I would have came first place in the DraftKings to remember, like, being a damn it. Because he, he had that one, and then the last couple of minutes, just got tired. But the fight with Chaos Williams, Marcel, I don't know about that fight, man. And also the Matt Brown fight got hurt in that fight. I just don't mm -hmm. trust this guy anymore. And Fialo's got big power, guys. He does. He's got a lot of power. I think Fialo's a live dog here. I, I do. I'm not going to pick him because I, I, I still want to believe in 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 Beza, But I'm a little bit off the bandwagon at this point. Um, not enough to make me pick against him here, but I won't be betting on him. So it's going to be my goal by Aza, Marcel. I think he probably just outpoints in here. But would it surprise you get knocked out? It wouldn't surprise me. It would not. No, of course not. But I think if it happens, it happens early, probably. Yeah, yeah. So let's go to the next fight. We got the co-main event here: Kyle Baralo against Gadzi Omar Gaziev. Interesting fight, middleweight fight here between two guys making their UFC debuts off Contender Series. It's interesting. Um, give me your thoughts on this one, Marcel. The odds for this one are, are pretty close. 
You got minus 140 on Gadzi and plus 120 on Kyle. So what do you think? Yeah, you know, the people who haven't watched Dana Watts Contender Series and see this one as a comedy event be like, huh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, Boralio, only guy who fought twice in the Contender Series last year, right? He fought at middleweight against Aaron Jeffrey, which is a good fighter, you know, and he beat him. And I still think it was stupid. The UFC didn't give him a, a contract back then. But uh, he came back two we uh, three weeks later at light heavyweight, uh, stopping Jesse Murray early in the first round, and he got the contract. Now, now he's fighting uh, Gatsio Magatsev. Omagatsev had a good win against Jancy Silva at Nibar, right, in the first round at the last week of the Contender Series. Overall, pretty decent fighter, man. Dagestani undefeated. Um, but, man, I, I feel like, I really like Borrelio, man. I really feel like he's, he's he's got something special. I don't know why. Um, I wonder why my, my, my screen is, like, popping the whole damn time. But... Um, I don't know why, but I feel like Borayo can win this fight, man. Don't call me crazy. I think Omar Gaziev is amazing. He's really good. But I, I, I feel like if he doesn't get... For some reason, I think Borayo takes a decision. Don't ask me why exactly, but I think he will have a longer breathe and uh, he takes a decision, man. Okay, so here's my thoughts on this one. All right, I, Sorry, you done or, or is it okay? No, go ahead, go yeah? ahead. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, here's my thoughts. So... I couldn't really remember him. I went back and watched the fight, and fight pass, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, you got the knee bar. It was nice, right? I'm like, okay, let me see what else he has. There's, like, no tape on this guy. There's nothing. You can't find his fights. I couldn't find them. I think there's, like, one fight. I think maybe it's the Vasilia fight, the last I think. There's not much, guys. I even went on, like, the Russian YouTube to try to see, like, maybe it's there. Couldn't find anything. So how are how is Vegas really setting this line accurately when there's no tape on this guy? I couldn't find any other than, like like, one or two fights. There's not much out there. I'm telling you guys. So it's basically people just saying because he's a Russian fighter with an undefeated record, that's why he's favored here. That's what I think. You're just looking at his record and being like, okay, he's undefeated, he's Russian, he's going to win the fight. That's not. I don't think that's a good way to handicap fights. Whereas Baralo got a lot of fight footage out there, Marcel. We've got two fights now in Contender Series. Um, guys, a lot of fights before that future FC. And man, I fucking like this guy. I'm telling you, Marcel, I like him. I like him too. I'm taking him as an underdog too, buddy. Wow, I'm I'm surprised Marcel that we both agreed on this one. I had no idea what you think. I assumed you would just take the Russian guy, but I like Kyle, man, and I saw such a difference between the two fights. You know, the first fight. First off, I, I should mention by the way, I think Aaron Jeffrey's actually a better fighter than Godzi at this point. I mean, Godzi's proven nothing. Aaron Jeffrey's a good fighter. I think it's a better win, honestly. So he's already beaten a guy in my opinion that's bet, that better than the guy he's fighting now. But only that the the fact that you know he didn't get the contract and they came back two weeks later and smashed that dude showed a lot to me i think this guy's the real deal he comes he's a judo black belt he's got great grappling he's got good striking he's got power he's got submissions marcel i really like this guy i really like him you know gadzi could win the fight no doubt about it he's dangerous as hell there's no doubt about it but everything i've seen there's not much on him and there's a lot on Baralo, and i really like what i've seen in Baralo. i'm going with kai Baralo, kyle Baralo, marcel um Probably a decision, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he finished him either. Because again, we don't even know uh, Omar, Omar Gaziev. You know, he's been a decision I think once in his career. I mean, how is he even going to react in this fight where you have a guy that the Baralo is, is very physical? We'll see what happens. But I'm going with the underdog too, man. I like him too. Gazi, another kill from MMA Factory. I mean, based on his record, but and the, and the fight contender, he looked great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, like, other than that, I haven't seen much from him. I haven't seen enough. You know. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's a dog. I think he's a live dog. I like his power too. I like I like a lot of but I like his judo background. You know, he's got a good grappling background. Bro, bro, 
my, my my colleague from Eurosport, he's writing uh, uh, profiles for 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 the fighter for the main card. He literally just texts me, "Who the hell are these guys on this card, man? I'm now busy with Omar Gatsiev. I can't find literally no info about him." Told you, there's nothing out there. I looked everywhere. There's like one or two videos of this guy. So again, how are people? They're just looking at his wiki, his, at his uh, topology and saying, "Oh, he's undefeated. He has he's got these wins." I want to I want to see more. I mean, definitely he's impressive from what we've seen, but. I, like I said, I think that the Jeffrey win is really good, Marcel. I think it's a better win. That's that's my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I really like Brawlo. Get a room. I know, right? This guy, especially if he knocks him out, wins me some money this weekend. I'm going to be in love with this dude, man. <laughs> God, his first few fights. I mean, where do you see these fights, dude? There's, there's not out there, man. Where are you seeing this? Um, there's like, there's not much. I mean, there's a little bit, but not much. You know. Anyways, let's go to the main event. Vicente Luque against Bilal Muhammad too. Um, the rematch. So these guys fought six years ago. Vicente Luque knocked him out, um, dominated the fight. Now they're rematching again. Um, it's interesting. So the odds of the first fight, let me check that quickly. The odds of the first fight, minus 125, plus 105. So Vicente was barely favored. It was like a pick em. Now Vicente is minus 170 and plus 150 on, on Bilal. So give me your thoughts on the main event, Marcel. Five-round fight, first main event for Luque in the UFC. What do you think about this fight, man? So I remember when that first fight happened, I was kind of high on Bilal because he fought just Alan Juban. And I think he lost that one, but it was a really good fight, remember? Uh, I think it was fight on night, yeah. He got dropped three so, times, though. It was crazy. True, true. Yeah. And I wasn't that high on Luke back then. So, yeah. um, you know, I, right now, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like Luke wins this fight, dude. I mean, Bilal... Take in mind as well that he is in Ramadan as well. Um, Luke will have a good gas tank, I guess. Um, he's much better on the feet, let's be honest. He's much better on the feet than Bilal. Bilal has to take it to the ground, where Luke is also very good. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe if Bilal can do top control and can uh, neutralize Luke on the ground, he can win the fight. But I don't see him doing that for five rounds. You know what I mean? I only don't see, I also don't see him finishing Luke. So for me, I'm going with Luke here. I'm going with it. With a, what's, what should I do? Should I do sub or TKO? I'm going with a TKO in the third round for Vicente Luque and uh, getting 2-0 against uh, Bilal Muhammad, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a great fight. I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Like, they're both, you know, closing in on that upper echelon. Like, I think it's four versus five. So, like, they're both right there. They're both elite fighters. Um, You know, obviously, I like both guys. But I like Luque more, man. I really like Luque. And the thing about Luque is, Marcel, he has so many ways to win the fight, you know? He's so dangerous everywhere. Like, he's got great striking. He's got a great submission game. His wrestling's not great, but it's getting better. No, that's the one part of his game. And that's the part, obviously, the line is close because of the wrestling. And there's no doubt that Bilal's got good wrestling. We've seen that in the last couple of fights. Um, you know, it's possible Bilal could just grind him out, you know. But I don't know, man. I mean, five rounds with Luque. Luque's always – he's never got a gas tank issue. He's always coming forward, always dangerous. He's always in wars. He's not really a guy that's very easy to finish. You, like, it's – He's never been finished in the UFC. I don't know if he's ever been finished. Um, the guy, I think early in his career, he's been submitted. So, but the guy is just an absolute beast and a savage, you know. And I think he just kind of, you know, it turns into a bit of a war here, and he just kind of finishes him or so. And I'm with you in that, like, it could go either way with because this guy, honestly, here's the crazy thing. So he fought Nico Price twice, right? He submitted him mm -hmm. the first time, then he knocked him out the second time. He, so he knocked out Bilal. Will he try to submit him this time? Be interesting, right? <laughs> a different different way to finish. I think he probably knocks him out, Marcel. Yeah, um, I like Luke, guys. I think he wins the fight. I really like him here, and I I'm you know I'm glad the lines like this low. Um, you know I'm not saying Blaw Blaw has a path to victory at the wrestling. There's no doubt about it. 
but I think Luke has made so many improvements in this game. He's only 30 years old, too. He's, he's right in his prime. I mean, they're both are like, their prime, basically, but I like Luke so much more. So he's he's one of my my favorite guys in the UFC right now. I think he's so exciting. Um, just a great fighter. And I think he wins the fight. I think he gets a stoppage. So I'm with you, Marcel, on that one. And uh, All right. got some. Joe says he likes Bilal. I understand. I mean, he's got some good wrestling. There's no doubt about it. Three round, I like Bilal. Five round, I'm not sure. I like Luke, especially with the five rounds, actually. Cleveland Bilal. Luke, but not going decision. That's why I like too, buddy. Hope Bilal gets knocked out. Not a fan. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but like, don't look at fights like that. Don't try to take your emotions in them. Look at them neutrally, you know? And neutrally, um, I think Luke is just a better fighter. So that, that's my thoughts on this one. Um, that's it for UFC uh, Vegas 51. We got uh, actually we're a little bit over time, but we'll quickly talk about Bellator Marcel really quickly. We'll get your thoughts on the top two fights. Um, AJ McKee is taking on Patricio Pitbull again, minus 310. AJ McKee plus 255 on Pitbull. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I think it was a necessary rematch, in my opinion, and not because of the fight, but because of Patricio Pitbull has been such a good guy for Bellator. He's been champion for a long time, was a double champion. I think he deserved the rematch, not based on the fight, but based on who he was or is. Um, McKee looked super good so far. He's really home homegrown Bellator fighter. You know, he fought all fights for Bellator. Uh, really big talent. Honestly, man, I think McKee wins again, man. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not sure, but I think McKee wins again. And uh wonder what's going to happen then, man. Maybe he challenges uh, his brother for the lightweight titles. <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, the odds are different, obviously. I mean, the first time mm-hmm. is basically pick him. Now you got three to one favorite. I, I get it. I mean, he smashed him pretty quickly. I do think the stop is – I thought it was a little quick at the, at the time, you know. Um, it's hard to go against AJ McKee. You know, it is. But Patricio Pippo is the best fighter Bellator probably ever developed. Him and Michael Chandler, mm-hmm. right? So you can't sleep on Pitbull, Marcel. You can't sleep on him. It would not surprise me he won this fight. And they said a trilogy fight. But I got to go with AJ McKee for the pick. The other title fight, obviously, is Vadim Nemkov for Corey, versus Corey Anderson, light heavyweight title. Vadim Nemkov plus, uh, minus 160, plus 130 Corey Anderson. I want to hear your thoughts on this one, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, first of all, can Corey Anderson stop with saying that he's the best light heavyweight if he wins this fight in the world? Doesn't make sense to me. Um, Corey Anderson has been doing good so far in Bellator, right? I think it's... Just perfect. He went to Bellator. Bellator respects him. He respects Bellator, and he did this very well so far. I gotta tell you, man, when he fought Yakshimirov, I was kind of like Yakshimirov yeah. might beat him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he looked so good, and yeah, he looked so good in that fight that I was like, if somebody's gonna beat Nemkov, might be Corey Anderson. You know what I mean? And he did look good against Bader as well. So there is a good chance he can beat Nemkov. Still, Nemkov super solid. I really like to do it, so I'm still taking Nemkov in this one. But I think this will be the toughest test for Nemkov so far in the in the Bellator. It's a, it's a tough fight to call, I think, man. I think Corey Anderson's looked phenomenal in Bellator. Like he's really surprising how good he's looked. Um, Nemkov's great too. You know what's crazy? So Nemkov has a win over. Uh, I believe what's his name, um, Yuri, right, Marcel? Yeah, yeah. And, and Corey's got the win over over Glover. So honestly, like, I don't think it's completely wrong if the winner of this fight says they're the best light heavyweight. You know, I know they're not in the UFC, but they do have a win over the, the top two guys. You know, so it's interesting. No, obviously those guys have improved though since then. You know, especially um, Yuri. Um, I'm gonna go with Corey Anderson, Marcel. Let me let me take Corey Anderson. I'm gonna go with the upset here, Marcel. Okay, it's yeah. possible. Sorry, yeah, I, you know he's really improved his, his striking, and I think the grappling is really good too. Phil Davis, you know, uh, he gave him some issues with the grappling in that last fight. You know, um, I think Corey's like changed, man. I think he's gotten better now. Obviously, Demkov could win, but the odds are close for a reason. I think people are giving Corey respect, so 
I'll, I'll take the upset. Let's go for a different one here. Let's do it. All right, let's get these last couple comments. Um, seeing some people say McKee wins, yeah. Uh, why would Corey say they did beat Glover? So I agree. I mean, I'm with you, Born again. He did, he has the win. And same with uh, Nemkov is the win over Yuri. So I don't think it's completely wrong, you know, they're, although they're on the UFC. Appreciate that, man. Let's get out of here, Marcel. Uh, plug yourself. Let's go. Um, bit Marcel24 on Twitter, Instagram as always, you know, and uh, on the Eurosport.nl, the mixed martial arts section. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys tuning in today. It was a lot of fun, obviously, as usual. We'll see how the picks go, but it's crazy. Me and Marcel had a couple dog picks that were consensus. Like, again, I have no <laughs> idea who Marcel picks. We don't talk about it before. I don't want to do that. I don't want to, like, be like, hey, Marcel, who are you going to pick on the show today? Because I know a lot of people do that. I want to come here with honest thoughts, so it's cool. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin podcast, mmadamartin.com. So it's on our YouTube channel, as you guys know. It's on uh, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Um, as well, I'm at bookies.com, my best bets out tomorrow. We're doing really good on those lately. Um, news.com of course, mbalsburger.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the fights, and we'll be back Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern, next week to recap this card. Peace.